I'm excited about this segment. Uh, Bryce Logan's been on the show several times, but, uh, boy, I tell you what, after what you just experienced last weekend over in Dublin, uh, Bryce, it, that this is, I, I'm guessing there's a whole different level of energy we're going to have during this interview today. Oh man. Yeah. It was, uh, it was something else, you know? Um, I think the last time we talked was after, right after I won the LFA title in Sioux Falls and that was peak COVID time. So there was, uh, a total of about 15 people in the arena. So right. just a small turnaround to 15 to 20,000 that we had out in Dublin. So that is crazy. What's it like to do that in front of so many people? It was, uh, it was, it was fun. It was the most fun I've had competing. Um, and I think that was the one thing that helped me is that I just made a deal with myself before I went out there. I said, Let's let's just have fun instead of uh, putting all the pressure on myself and feeling like we needed to win because that was very much a must win for me. But I said let's. I, I just decided to go out there and have fun. I was like, let's go. I'm going to enjoy it. You know, the the opportunities to fight in front of in front of crowds like that are few and far between. You know, the only the only comparison I've really gotten talking to some of my other. Um, fighters and coach buddies that we have down here they're like the only other place you're going to get a chance to fight like the crowd like that would be in brazil you know like brazil or dublin are like the two like dream places for a lot of people and then um uh japan as well usually can they'll put like 50 or 60 thousand in their, in an arena back in like the pride days and stuff like that but you know that was one of the premium crowds that you could get a chance to perform in front of and then to obviously go out there and and get a finish against a guy that was less than two years ago. He was the lightweight champion for Bellator. So uh, just kind of an emphatic win to put myself back in the conversation in the lightweight division with Bellator. All right. So when you're in front of that many people, do you want, you know, I, I hear all the time, whether it's, you know, being in the octagon or being on the football field in front of a hundred thousand people at Michigan or whatever. Oh, once the game starts, I don't notice. Is that true? A hundred percent. You know, I, I, I was trying my best to take energy from the crowd, even though I was fighting their hometown guy. I was like, I knew they were probably not rooting for me, but just to feel 20,000 people, like they were singing this guy's walkout song all together. And like, just to feel that amount of energy from people, like it charged me up and it, but it's, you know, uh, that's a hundred percent true. As soon as that, as soon as the bell rang and the first round started, your focus really narrows in on, on the task at hand. And you're not really thinking about all the people that are, that are watching you. At least when I perform my best, that's how, that's how it is for me. You know, you kind of zone in on the task at hand and you don't, you don't feel or think about it until that fight ends and then kind of it all, it's almost like a giant pan out after you finish and like your focus kind of returns to like, holy cow, there's a, there's a crap load of people here. And <laughs> they, you know, it was cool. Yeah. And, and like you said, uh, you know, the difference is uh, the, the, the Oral Roberts men's coach was kind of whining a little bit on social media about the summit league tournament here being held in Sioux Falls and the huge advantage that South Dakota state and USD have. Okay. I, I get it, but you got to have it in a neutral location. We kind of talked about this a lot in the last few days. Not on the show, but uh, yep. I want to make the comparison because 
I look at this guy and I go, look, you're getting to play in front of 10,000 people. That is going to, that's going to fire up any athlete to do well, whether it's to have the crowd on your side or to shut the crowd up if they're cheering against you. So I, does that, is that similar to, to what you were feeling going into this that yes, there's a ton of energy in the building, which is really neat. And it sure would be fun to just make them all be quiet. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like you can't, that's, you know, those are the opportunities when you get into sports, like that you dream about when you're a kid, you don't, you don't dream about playing at a total, you know, like, Oh, it's a totally neutral site and there's 2000 people there. Cool. But you know, what's like, no, you always told yourself stories about a packed arena watching you compete, you know, and whatever your sport of choosing was, you know, you didn't, whether it's like you said, performing in front of your home crowd of 50,000 people or vice versa, like somebody, somebody's always going to be at a little bit of an advantage or disadvantage based on lo- location. But like what it really comes down to is how you handle the moment. And then like getting the opportunity to perform in front of a crowd, like that's what you dream about when you start playing sports is getting to do it at such a high level that thousands and thousands of people get to watch you do it. And that's, that's where the motivation comes from. At least for me, I didn't care that it was going to be in Dublin, Ireland, and I'm fighting against a hometown guy. I just wanted the opportunity. I was like, I don't care about all the extra stuff. I want the opportunity to compete in front of 20,000 people. And I want them all to watch what I do and how hard I've worked. So that's kind of how I framed it. And um, I had a blast with it. I really enjoyed it. That's wonderful to hear. Bryce Logan's our guest. Uh, the Dolan native. Do you ever hear from the Kozlowskis, by the way? Uh, no, I, I honestly can say that I, I don't think that I've ever like shared conversation with them. Obviously, being a wrestler from Dolan, you're you're well aware of who they are and you know the accomplishments they made back in the in the 70s, actually, um, on the Olympic wrestling scale. Um, you know, it's fantastic. But I've no, I've never gotten the chance to um, to meet up with them and have a conversation or anything like that. But isn't is it kind of mo- was it motivating to you as a kid growing up to to know that you were representing Doland the same way they did and to maybe you know become the wrestler that you did? Yeah, you know, like it's it's really it's weird that you say that because they 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 were the people that we all looked up to as wrestlers, you know, whether we had actually ever met them or not. But I guess I had a pretty good example that like even though you're from a small town tiny town like 200 people in northeast south dakota like you can still make an impact on a worldwide stage when it comes to athletics like it doesn't matter where you come from it doesn't matter how small of a town or how few the resources that town may have had to help propel you in that direction like seeing somebody else from my town you know compete on a world stage and be successful like that that has to set an example for you as a kid that it is possible and i think that's something that they definitely did for me and a lot of the other, you know, kids that have had success out of Dolan. You know, there was we've had a pretty, pretty good chunk of uh, of good uh, good athletes come out of such a small town. You have, I mean, that's I don't know, it just popped into my head. Oh, the Kozlowskis, that's right. I've never yep. talked to you about them before. Uh, no, being from Dolan, and, and and you look at some of the wrestlers we've had that have been successful coming from small towns. You know, Logan Storley from Webster. You got the Shear brothers from Mobridge and on and on. I mean, we've had tremendous success in the sport of wrestling 
from some pretty small communities in South Dakota. Freeman, yeah, absolutely. Freeman, Bonham, the list goes on. 100%. And that's actually, you know, something I wish I could have done a better job of getting in touch with you guys back and getting it promoted a little better. You know, this, this, this fight card was in Dublin, Ireland, and Logan was actually the main event on this card. He, or he fought in the main event. Right. For the, for the welterweight title. And I was, I was two fights prior to him. So of five fights on the main card, you have two guys that grew up less than 80 miles away from each other in northeast south dakota you know representing the united states in ireland there was only besides myself and logan there was only one other american fighter on the card i believe so like you know there was a very heavy international card and the only two or two of the three americans they to uh to go over there were me and logan you know two two guys from northeast and north central kind of part of the state both named logan that's right. Yeah. At least halfway. <laughs> Which makes it even more incredible. It's a small yeah, world we live it was, in, isn't it? It was it was cool to be out there with him, you know, and to, to get to share conversation with him and yeah, and I even talked to him after the fight and I go, Hey, I was like and I told him, I was like, Man, you had a tough go. You know, things didn't go your way tonight, but I was like, you know, you were three or four years younger than me and you're actually somebody that I've looked up to. Just like, you know, I've, it was inspiring what he was able to accomplish both in high school and then at Minnesota. I was like, you know, you might be four years younger than me, but you're definitely somebody that I looked up to throughout this process, you know, even before you made the switch over to MMA. You know, I was always super proud of, you know, what Logan represented for our state and all that as he went to Minnesota and stuff. So I was definitely one of the few guys that was pulling for him to get a victory out there. And, I think he'll be back. He's a, a great competitor, so I don't see him going anywhere. Oh, I yeah. I don't think there's any question of that. Uh, to say he's ticked off by the result uh, and, and will be motivated by it is is an understatement. I, I agree. He will be back. Talk a little bit. Bryce Logan joins us from Doland and uh, just, just fought over in Dublin, Ireland last, last weekend. Talk about the various sports you played growing up. And, and how that prepared you for this? So I started uh, wrestling when I was four. The youngest age they would let you compete in AAU in the, in South Dakota. And I wrestled all the way through high school. But, man, I played baseball. I was, I, was a, I was a sports junkie, as my mom would say. If there was a sport going on, I wanted to participate. So as soon as I was old enough, I started playing t-ball and baseball in the summer times. And then football in junior high and and um, I think the only sport I never dabbled into competitively was basketball because it was during wrestling season, and I had just started wrestling at such a young age that I just stuck with it, but ran track. And then after high school, I ended up going to Dakota State University in Madison. Shout out to Coach Josh Anderson and the Trojans. You know, we were I was his I was actually there for his first season. I had my freshman year, and then Coach Anderson came in my sophomore year. So I was I was part of his first team in Madison, and um, they've got some exciting things going over there as well. But I transitioned back after college football. You know, my NFL dreams had had died after high school. I was like, hey, you're probably not going to make it to the NFL, but if you're going to be a professional athlete, this might be the route. I, I was talking about fighting, but I always wanted to play college football, so I, I stuck to my commitment to do that, and I played four years in Madison. And then as soon as I finished with that, I switched back to mixed martial arts and went professional about a year after I finished playing college football. 
Um, but what, was there but, somebody in particular that influenced you to do that, to, to go back just, into mixed martial arts? Not to go back into it, but uh, when I first fought was right after I graduated high school, my senior year, and just a few of my high school friends, it, it was right when it, the UFC was getting popular on TV. Brock Lesnar was making his run in the UFC, so there was some more regional ties to people. Uh, John Madsen from Doland was on The Ultimate Fighter um, one season. So there's just a lot of local guys that were finding success with it. And some of my high school buddies were like, dude, you were a really good wrestler. You should you should try it. And my uncles did some amateur boxing back in the day. So I was like, man, wrestling and boxing like mixed together, that sounds kind of fun. You might be good at it. Let's give it a shot. So I did it on a dare from some of my high school buddies. And after the first fight, I just remember being like, oh, man, whatever. Like, I was hooked. I was hooked after the first fight when I was, like, 18, 19 years old. But I uh, I stuck to my commitment to play football, and then I was chomping at the bit to get back to it, you know. So as soon as I finished with college football, I was down to Sioux Falls to Next Edge Academy and, and training down there in Sioux Falls with, with Devin Clark and, you know, David Mashad and a lot of other South Dakota guys that, had a lot of success in the sport as well. So Absolutely. I made the switch back. And I think the the one sport, I played defensive back in college. I played corner. So I think the one takeaway from football that has made its way over and helped me in fighting is is just the toughness it takes to play college football, but the footwork of running backwards for five years in college football or four years while I played college football, I was like, it makes some of the footwork aspects in mixed martial arts, you know, kind of a strong point for me as I... It's like, man, I like I don't have to run backwards. If I can do it forwards, this is easy. I can get all the footwork stuff down and figure it out real nice. So, And for those who don't understand, that wrestling background is huge in your sport now. Yeah, it's it's slowly but surely becoming a, a, a coveted asset. You know, everybody's like, man, I wish I would have wrestled when I was a kid. Man, I wish I would have wrestled as a kid. You know, a lot of fighters I hear that from probably – Probably once a week I hear somebody say, man, I would, if only I would have started wrestling or if only I would have done wrestling in high school instead. And I'm like, yes, yeah, like I, you know, had no foresight looking forward to, uh, you know, like thinking this would be what I ended up doing. But I sure am thankful that I ended up in wrestling when I was four. And it's, you know, it's 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 paying off down the road in more ways than one, you know, had I. You know, you learn a lot from wrestling, but to have it directly have a, you know, a positive impact in the career I've chosen is, is super nice. Yeah. All right. Before I let you go, I got to ask, uh, first of all, just what a huge win last weekend. That's so cool. So does that affect all of a sudden the, the energy burst you get from that? Does that affect how much longer you might do this? Cause I'm curious, how long do you anticipate doing what you do, which is a rather violent sport? Yeah, um, you know, I, it, it definitely keeps the fire going. You know, it's, it's to be able to go in there against a guy that's competing with the best in the, in my weight class. You know, he's only been, he's only been knocked out one other time in his, his entire career. So I was only the second person to ever score a knockout against this particular opponent. Um, but I, you know, I go by how I feel a lot. You know, I, I don't want to set, an exact date and time as long as I'm progressing and um, moving towards the ultimate goal for everybody in this sport, which is winning a world title. Um, I got to continue to look at doing it. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, I have 14 month old twins now. That's a new, some new addition to the family down here. 
So um, at some point, you'll have to step away. Like, I understand there's a time limit on everything. But um, in the short term, I could see myself in it competitively for at least three to five more years as long as my body holds up. And I've been lucky. I've had, you know, no major injuries, and I've, I'm able to take care of my body down here. I have really good coaches and uh, support staff around me to kind of keep me in the game. So the technology is always improving with recovery techniques and stuff like that. I'll do it until until it doesn't make sense to do it anymore. So right now it makes sense. I'm going to keep getting after it. And then, you know, I made a promise to myself that when it didn't make sense anymore, that would be the time to, to hang it up like I've kind of always done with everything. So uh, That's great. Uh, that's a great plan. I'm the same way. When this doesn't make sense anymore, I'm not going to do it. All right. Yep. I, I lied. I'm going to ask one more question because I feel like I'm, li- right. I'm living vicariously through you. What's it feel like to knock somebody out? Man, it's the the closest sports related feeling I can I can put towards it is is like hitting a home run in baseball, a grand slam. You know, in yep, the bottom of the ninth slam. with two outs, you're yeah. down by three. But just the um, usually with with a knockout shot, it's it's a lot like when you hit a home run though. You know, you swung hard. But you and you heard the you heard the crack of the bat, but you didn't feel it. Didn't feel it. That that's when you know you hit a good one. Is and it's with boxing and and fighting, it's kind of the same thing. When I, I I was like I knew I threw that elbow hard, and I heard I heard it land, but I didn't feel anything, and that's when you know you're like <laughs> I think I I caught him, I caught him square with that one, and that's you know when you watch the replay. I had zero pain in my elbow over the weekend. Everybody's like, does your elbow hurt from throwing it that hard at somebody? And I was like, to be honest, I go, I, my elbow had no bruising. I felt no pain at all. I was like, it's like when you hit a home run, it's like right on the sweet spot. I put it in the right place at the right time. And it's it, the closest, the closest thing I can say is like when you, when you hit a home run, hundred percent. Yep. Oh, I just wanted to hear you say it. I'm just excited listening to all that. That's, uh, that's it was good. it was fun. <laughs> well, Bryce, thanks for your time. Uh, congrats on what a wonderful trip it was overseas, and uh, we will talk again, and hopefully it'll be a little sooner. Yes, absolutely. I'll look forward to talking to you guys again soon. All right, Bryce Logan, our guest here on Calling All Sports. We'll come right back with Mr. Harstead to talk some Rosenbauer after this. What part of your home likely gets used at least four times a day? What do people see first when they arrive at your home? In both cases, it's probably your garage door. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls offers durable, dependable, stylish doors. And will match any competitor's price on a comparable door. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls, now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com. Three new flavors of White Claw Hard Seltzer have arrived. Strawberry, Blackberry, and Pineapple. Whether you choose Ripe Strawberry, Tart Blackberry, or Tropical Pineapple, each one of these exciting new flavors offer a refreshing twist on your favorite hard seltzer. Available in a brand new White Claw variety pack, every 12-ounce can of White Claw Hard Seltzer contains 100 calories, 5% alcohol, and 2 grams of sugar. Discover new White Claw flavors at your favorite retailer today. Please drink responsibly. Hard seltzer with flavors. White Claw Seltzer Works. Chicago, Illinois. Just walking into Vance Thompson Vision, I I was amazed at the spaciousness, the greetings I got at the front desk. Nine years ago, my daughter had LASIK surgery. She said, Dad, when you're going to have your cataracts fixed, you should check with Vance Thompson Vision first. 
Well, my wife looks so good now with these new eyes, I think we're going to take a second honeymoon. <laughs> Download our free cataract checklist at vancethompsonvision.com. Hi, I'm Misty Carlson, and next to me is Betsy Weber, and we're with Corey Insurance. It's that time of year again when we reflect on what we're thankful for, right, Betsy? Definitely. We live in such a great city and state that continue to thrive because of all the wonderful businesses and families who call this home. We're so blessed to work for a family-owned business like Corey Insurance. We both understand the power of local shopping. When it comes to insurance, a local agent becomes part of your family. Corey Insurance is an independent insurance insurance agency, which means we can provide you with plenty of options so we can find the plan that works best for you and your family. We represent many insurance companies with A-plus ratings, and we're confident we can find one that fits your needs. We are so thankful for our customers who trust us with their insurance. If you're looking for a local agent, we are always here to answer any questions that you might have for planning the new year. Just give us a call at 605-336-6303 or go to K-O-U-R-I insurance.com. Happy holidays. Holidays from all of us at Corey Insurance to all of you. You hear me talking about great life every day for a reason. And it's not just because my son Nick Ovenden is the president. Actually, Dad, I honestly don't know if there's anybody who gets more out of their membership than you. And that's just with the golf you play. You spent half that time at the uh, fitness centers. What are you implying? <laughs> That I'd love to have you work out with me every morning at 6 a.m. I don't think so. How about waiting until I'm awake? Well, good thing most of our facilities are open 24 hours a day, and we've got a friendly, knowledgeable staff that'll help you get started or even keep you on track if you need to be, Dad. Let's change the subject. When are you adding new golf courses? Well, we're always looking ahead for our members. So in addition to the courses that we have in the region, we also have great life courses in Kansas City, Topeka, and now Arizona. Now you're talking. Hey, hey, can you help me hit it further, too? Yep, any time of day. But as for straighter, I sure can't help with that. <laughs> I, I know that. <laughs> but our golf pro certainly or... can. <laughs> Give us a call or stop by any of our locations to see what we're all about. Or go to joingreatlife.com. Live, play, better at Great Life. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Lewis Drug, Great Life Health and Fitness, and Fireplace Pros. And welcome back. I'm your host, Mark Ovenden, with special guest host, Mike Harstad, and his son, Mason, is here with us, too. He's going to be competing in the big archery tournament tomorrow at Tri-Valley High School. Uh, Mike, we've known each other for a while. You work at Rosenbauer, and I've told the story before about Rosenbauer, and I think you and I have been on the air talking about it. But uh, it, it just do you ever just sit back and look at this monstrous... Uh, it's like a campus you have now, uh, and you weren't there when I first visited Harold and Helen when there was one building, and I believe it was the fire station oh, where yeah. they did yep. a lot of the work. Uh, to see how much you guys have grown into what you are, Rosenbauer being the largest manufacturer of fire trucks in the world, it's it's mind-blowing to me. It must be awfully proud for you to sit back and look out and say, here's where I work. Well, you predate me just a little bit, but uh, when I started up there uh, almost 20 years ago, we had uh, just short of 100 employees, and uh, we, we built a couple of hundred fire trucks in a year. And now we have uh, 1,000 employees in the U.S. at three different locations, and uh, we, we put out about 800 fire trucks. We're the second largest fire truck maker in the United States, uh, but we've partnered with Rosenbauer in Austria, and uh, with what they make in Europe, it makes us the largest fire truck maker in 
all of the world. The world, yeah. I mean, I just, I love that. I and, just and love that. And to start from the little town of Lyons, South Dakota, which I think currently has a population of 44. Really? Really. I would have guessed at least <laughs> 60. No, no, we're holding strong at 44, <laughs> I think. Wow. Well, and like you said, it literally is like a campus. There. It is. It is. Uh, the, we have uh, about nine different buildings now uh, spread out uh, to, to accommodate the, the, the volume that we do now. And you make fire trucks. And we oh, make fire trucks. It's the neatest thing I, in the world. My wife is a teacher, and uh, you know, she's, when she has a bad day, she can shut the door in her office and turn on some music or whatever she wants to do to decompress. I tell her all the time, if I'm having a bad day, I'll just go drive a fire truck right. around for a little bit. <laughs> Fixes things right up. Uh, and Mason, it must be pretty cool to have a dad who does that, right? It's awesome. Yeah, your dad is pretty awesome. Guys, this has been great. Uh, have fun tomorrow. Get a little more than two hours of sleep tonight, Mason, okay? I'll try. All right. I'm not sure how you're going to do that because it's hard when you lay down at night and you're excited about something for the next day to turn the brain off. But just think think about bullseye. Think bullseye is when you go to bed. Tonight. Aim small, miss small. Yeah, That's there you go. That's what we tell them all the time. Uh, we'll do this again. This was fun. Thank you, Harsteads. Awesome. Father Thanks, and son, great to have you here. Good luck with the... Uh, tournament this weekend have a great weekend i think we've got best ofs monday and tuesday because of the summit league thanks for listening to calling all sports today's show was brought to you by arby's overhead door great life health and fitness lewis drug fireplace pros sanford health dakota bank rosenbauer dakota beverage vance thompson vision Corey insurance Hague realtors Pusett speedway Comfort King, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies.